record for the podcast. Okay, way number 20. We're uh, cruising through here on the ways to wisdom, the uh, Mishnah and Pirkei Avos, the 48 ways to acquire wisdom. And uh, Ashley Weinberg uh, shared it, 48 ways to maximize life. And today's, we're kind of in the middle of a uh, series, and we're in the middle of a series, a mini-series, which is the things to be minimized. Last week, we talked about minimizing sleep and what that means. And today, May number 20 is Miyot Sicha. Miyot Sicha means, it literally means, hi, Mr. Shapiro, it, it uh, literally means the minimizing of speech, of conversation. And Ray Weinberg, as we learned by now, he's always into seeing the negative and the positive. So when we say minimize conversation, it obviously means that there's appropriate conversation that's important. And there's conversation that uh, needs to be minimized. So we're going to discuss this for the next period of time. And uh, I found it very uh, really, really relevant, and uh, as 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 always. So there's a joke which I've heard before, and Rabbi Weinberg uh, used to say this when trying to explain this way, way to wisdom. That there was someone in New York City, unfortunately, got uh, held up at gunpoint. So the guy says, "Okay, I'll give you all my money." He's like, "No, I don't want your money." He's like, "Oh boy, scary." He's like, I don't want your money. Just sit down. Kai sits down. He's like, I would like you to stay here and listen to me for the next hour. He's like, sure, no problem. How can I help you? He's like, well, I've been trying for the past five years to get people to just listen to me. And I found no one to listen to me. So I have no recourse but to hold someone up and force them to listen to me. So did it happen? Did it not happen? The idea, unfortunately, in our day and age is extremely uh, sad and scary. That with all the communication and all the technological advances that we have, many of us feel like uh, we don't have someone always to listen to us. And, um, you know, uh, the art of conversation is something which, uh, while we have connection in certain ways, um, the art of of conversation is pretty much becoming a lost art. I can tell you, even in my um, my profession, you know, I've been I've been in the fundraising marketing industry for in one form or another for about 17 years. And when I first started, uh, pretty much all the skills revolved with uh, how to make phone calls and how to meet with people and talk with people. And today, a tremendous amount of it is really just, uh, you know, you know how to use social media and how to message and package and market, and which means the conversations are really going to the wayside. So, uh, but the, th- the reality is, though, it's one of the 48 ways to wisdom. So we got to still be able to hone that skill, even with all the, uh, the, the, the environment that we're in today. Because the reality is, is that we do need other people. We need everything about them not just being friends with them, not just being a connection of theirs. We need other people, which means we need to be with other people. And the only way to fully be with other people is to have 
real live in-person uh, communication. Doesn't mean that there's not ways to, to, be re to take full advantage and, to, and there's, there's so many, especially with COVID, we've seen the incredible um, you know, uh, ability of technology to be helpful. So this is not a bashing technology course. Uh, this is a raising of, of sharpening our, our, art, a art, our art of conversation ability. So the first thing, if we're going to try to put any effort into something, is that you only put effort into something that you appreciate the value in. Most of us, we put time and effort into something that we appreciate the value of it. So the first thing if you kind of remember from a lot of like maybe old movies or TV shows, is it used to be like the focal point of the town was the salon. You have the old Western movies, you have the New York movies, you have Cheers from Boston, right? It was a place people came and they talked and often there was entertainment in these places. And the entertainment was not 3D. The entertainment was someone who was a very good conversationalist who kind of people came to, to, to hear and be a part of that conversation. So we have to appreciate that that while we've made advances in certain areas, we, we they, there is there is something more out there. Conversation used to be a skill that most people had pretty well. There was an art to it. And uh, it actually was able to be engaging and entertaining and stimulating. Today, for the vast majority, of, if I'm planning an event, I better, I have to entertain people. They need to be passive, right? It, ha having a conversation, uh, often let's say you want to go on a date. So what are you going to date? You have to, what are we going to do on the date, right? Well, a date used to be, you actually do, don't really need to do anything. Just need a place to go, right? So, um, you know, you know, and unfortunately, so this, this goes into friends with families, with business, even people living in the same house. And you know, I just heard a commercial the other day, I think it was from Cox. It was this grandfather lamenting how he lived in the same house as his family and grandkids. And, and, and he never gets to talk to them in person because they, they, they were advertising this, you know, uh, everywhere Wi-Fi in the house. And um, again, there's advantages to that. But um, certainly, uh, we don't want to lose the ability, the ability, and to exercise it. So, one thing again, uh, one one thing that we so we first thing we're doing is we're appreciating that there is what to gain, and and it can be better. And we have to change our attitude to to to, to some degree that it's a good thing to talk to people. It's normal. It's a good thing. You're not going to die from it. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know, I, I, I can tell you, you, you go in, a, in an area, I would say most, including myself sometimes, I'm not, not casting aspersions on anybody. We're all trying to strengthen, uh, strengthen our, our, our abilities. Most people are scared for someone to strike up conversation with them or to strike up conversation with someone else. You're sitting on the airplane like, you see, like, everyone is, like, trying really hard to make sure, like, they don't make eye contact because then you'll have to talk, right? It happens all the time. So we got to change our attitude a little bit and not drive ourselves crazy, but to realize that, that there really is a tremendous 
amount to gain and to be lost by not having conversations. And just to be scared of it is a whole level of, 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 of anxiety that has been induced because we're just not used to it. So what is a conversation? What is a conversation? We know what texting is. We know what emoticons is, or emojis, and GIFs, and, and emails, and, and voice notes. But what is a conversation? Well, what's not a conversation? A conversation is not a discussion. Because discussion is, is a little bit of a higher level. And that's a different point. Discussion is when you're trying to get to the root of something, trying to figure out what's the right thing to do, you know, really to work. And, and, and that could be heavy and that's appropriate. Obviously discussions are appropriate, but we're not even talking about that. We're talking about a conversation. And when we say conversation, we mean that it's not an argument. It's not, it's about sharing our feelings and thoughts. That means it's not intimidating. We, uh, you know, there's a bat, there's some, um, there, there's weather outside, <laughs> weather outside. I could say, oh, I, I'm feeling, you know, great because of the weather, or I think this, that, that, that's not an intimidating thing for someone else. If I'm just saying my thoughts and feelings, if I'm saying my, 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 my views and my judgments and all of that, but this is something which can be enjoyable and people can feel connected when they share their feelings and thoughts. So that's what we're looking for. Now, how do you do that? How do you do that? So again, this is really obvious. I think certainly the people on the, on the Zoom right now and I, I probably really anyone who will hear this afterwards, um, I don't, I don't think much that I'm saying here is something that is something we all, we all don't know. We all probably don't already do. It's just the Torah with the uh, infinite and ageless wisdom, you know, reminds us of things that sometimes it takes, you know, uh, society years to kind of like come full circle and remember. The Torah reminds us these things day in, day out to never forget them. The first thing, as you probably know, it is something called small talk. Now, what's the purpose of small talk? Small talk is the, the first couple minutes or more of a conversation, or could be less, depending on the context, of, of where it, the purpose is to, is to get people comfortable. It, you know, it's like, you know, we, we kind of know it's like socially awkward if we jump right in to like, hmm, you know, what was your most scary moment you had in your whole life the first time I see it? Right? How you doing? Where you from? Where'd you go to school? What's your profession? You know, all those kind of light things. Oh, the weather, you know, whatever it is. Where you going? Where you headed? So that's small talk. That's an important thing that you don't have that in social media necessarily. You don't have that in all messaging. You, a lot of times it's just a sound bite, an information bite, a post. A post doesn't have to start have small talk. But small talk is in, it's not just this polite thing. Small talk is a way of us getting comfortable. So 
that's the first thing we have to understand that that that, that is a part of the conversation. It's not meaningless. It, does, it, I mean, it can be meaningless, but if it's a part of, of trying to engage someone, um, see, Mr. Shapiro knows everything I'm saying. This is this is this has been around for a long time. He hasn't been around for a long time, but this information has been around for a long time. The second thing is, and this I'm sure we've all felt this, is that we can't expect to have any meaningful or feeling good conversation if we are indifferent to the person that is opposite us. If we don't really have any interest, then people feel that right away and there will be no connection, very hard. Well, how do you, well, let's say I'm indifferent. I never met you, I don't know who you are, I, 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 you know, how, or I do know you and I've actually come to realize that I really don't really have, I am kind of indifferent to you. Well, let's say you felt indifferent to a close family member. Let's say you felt indifferent to someone at work you had to work with. What would you do? You ha you'd have to work at trying to figure out um, um, uh, how, to, how to not be indifferent. So the simplest way, you'll find this in all kinds of, uh, you'll find this in the Torah, and you'll find this in self-help books um, that, that, that you look for commonality. Look for commonality. And, and you can find commonality with anybody. You really, really can. Um, not, some people, it's easier than others. That's why when you go to the airport, for example, you may see someone who you may have seen thousands of times where you live but now they're the only person in the airport that you have anything in common with because you know you're both from the same city right or you've been on vacation and you both were in the same hotel and you may have not talked to each other the entire time you were in the hotel but then when you're in the airport and you see oh you recognize each other you might now start talking for an hour because you found commonality the, the people who are who who uh who are not indifferent to other people, what they've mastered is they've mastered the ability to find commonality with everyone or as many people as possible. And that is something which, which, which takes a love for people and it takes effort. And it doesn't happen overnight. The third thing, and this some people are just better at this than others, but even if people who aren't naturally better at it, it's something you can work on. There's ways to work on it, is actually remembering someone's name. When you remember someone's first and last name, then even in the conversation, because you're not talking to an anonymous person, that's the challenge of media as well. I'm not, I'm not, I am, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking you seriously, right? If there's someone, if I'm talking to you and I realize that, you know what, you can really help me. You can really help me down the road. You can really, you're actually the person that I've been looking for to help me out with something for a long time. You're going to remember that person's name. You're going to remember that person's name. And people realize that. And people, I can tell myself, I, I, as a person who's always trying to make connections, uh, not perfect at it, but it's something which I have put a lot of effort into over the years. And I have seen me, you know, when I see someone later, I remember their name. They're like, wow, oh, wow, you remember my name. They feel like a million dollars. And then you have a connection. You can have a good conversation. 
Number four, and this is a really important part about what is a conversation, is the focus of a conversation is to at most learn from the other person. Your focus is to learn from the other person. You're not, maybe they want to learn from you. So maybe there's learning going on here. What's not happening is I'm not, shouldn't be trying to impress you or I'm trying to find favor in you. If, if you feel that I'm just trying to impress you or I'm trying to find favor with you, I usually will shut down either consciously or subconsciously. If I'm sitting next to you on the airplane and we schmooze and I want by the time of this end of this airplane ride that you think that I'm God's gift to mankind, it's not going to be a productive conversation. People feel it, they know it, and they don't like it. Next point is that excellent conversationalists are fascinated with people, period. That is fascinated with people. They find people fascinating. They're interested in them. And, and that's not, now, some people are just naturally that way. And some people aren't naturally that way. I don't know if I'm such a fascinated person with people. I like people, but I don't know if I like this. Some people like this, they get, they get like blown away with details and interest, interesting, you know. But even if you're not going to be so fascinated, and we're going to talk in a minute about how to generate a fascination, not to be mixed with infatuation, but fascination um, is you can at least, if you're a, as, as attentive as possible, when I'm fascinated, I'm going to be attentive. But even if I'm not fascinated, I could still be attentive and I can work on that. So, so you, you can, and that, that, that goes a long way. People feel, people feel like, you know, you're talking to someone, they keep going on their phone they keep looking around and fidgeting, you know, um, then they, you know, they don't, the conversation is not going to go that, that, that far. So how can I generate a fascination with anyone in particular? I want to, I want to be a better conversationalist with, with people, someone specific or people in general. So let me ask you a question. You're sitting in the park today was a wonderful day. A lot of people outside today and you're sitting there and a 10 feet, 10 feet away from you, you see someone with a, a nice dog and the dog said, turns to you and says, hello, you would be fascinated. You would be seriously intrigued. You would, you would be like, whoa, well, that's something to be fascinated with. Well, every human being is, it's, we have to know that they are fascinating, even if we don't see it. People are fascinating. People are incredible, absolutely incredible. The unique thing about human beings, says in the Torah in numerous places, is that we can talk. And when we see in a dog, we're just, it's so unusual, so we're fascinated. But really, people are fascinating. And every person has the need to talk. And many people want to do kindness. And they feel they don't have the time or the assets or the know-how. But what probably the greatest kindness there is, and I can tell you that I've experienced this all the time, 
is someone who actually will listen to you, will have a real conversation with you. And that, that alone could make you be fascinated. When you recognize, wow, if I've just had a conversation with someone, I've listened to them, I've engaged with them, then uh, I have just done one of the greatest kindnesses there is. And, and that, that will make you be attentive. That will make you be fascinated. Because if you went and volunteered at the homeless shelter or in the food pantry, you, you, you're pretty, you feel really good and you're really present because you value what you're doing. When you value what, you're, what the, the conversation you have with someone, you realize that the bare minimum, even if you don't learn anything, which rarely will happen, you are helping someone and they're helping you and you're helping them, you will, um, you will, you will be fascinated. A famous thing is, is to not be a, a passive conversationalist. You know, you can have an hour conversation with someone and not talk too much, but it, there, you can actually have a very productive one or a very not productive one. A productive one would be that you're actually, you're asking questions as it goes along. It can be very short. Someone says something and you're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. How'd you do that? Right. Or just you, you have, you know, uh, innuendos, you know, you know, nodding and, 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 and there's all kinds of things you could do. But but passive is not a conversation. I'm sure we've all been in conversations where we like wanted to get out of the conversation because we felt we were talking to a wall and probably because we were. Right. So. Now, all these things could sound kind of overwhelming. They're all ideals, ideas that we talk about all the time. We learn things in the Torah. We're not talking about in even all the mitzvahs in the Torah. You know, not anyone could do things all the time or, or even ever. So practice makes perfect. Like with anything, the first time you go on a bike takes a long time. And once you get the hang of it, you get the hang of it. If you see when you see people who are very good conversationalists, some people are natural, but most people, unless they're very young, um, they probably have worked on it a, a lot. Uh, and, and, and most people can can advance and get a lot more comfortable in this um, in this area. So once we've discussed all these things, now again, the reason why we're looking at this is not to be Dale Carnegie. The reason why we are exploring this is so we can use it to maximize life. This is a way to maximize wisdom. How much wisdom you can gain if you're able to have conversations, that that conversation is the number one way to get wisdom. It's the, it is. It just is. And it's certainly one. It's certainly, even if it's not number one, it's one of the 48. So it would be ridiculous to have to. We spend so much time talking and so much time with other people. And I know, I'll, I'll tell you what, when when you realize this. If you have an opportunity to be with a world-renowned expert in a field that you're interested in, so, so you want to maximize that time you have with them. If you got an hour and a half car ride with them, you're not going to talk about the weather, right? You're gonna, you're gonna. So, so if you know, which is true, you're going to have a conversation. This is something you want to be able to do. You want to be able to have. Conver conversations with people and, and, and it's almost ridiculous not to to work on this and, to, and so you can take advantage of it. What are things that you can do to, more to develop this? Well, even when you're not with people, 
focus on your thoughts. What would you say to someone if they were to ask you a question? What were you? What would you ask someone if you were with them? I know I did that when when I first started dating my wife, and I I remember being very apprehensive. You know, I wanted to be able to have good conversations with her, and 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 but and I spent time thinking about it. You know, I didn't wing it. I'm not saying I never did, but I and that, I certainly remember. I remember when I first started dating that. You know, there's it, it. It it took a lot of thought, and I considered myself a pretty good converse, conversationalist. And and um, so you can, if you think about your thoughts, and you think about what you would do in situations, you can even do a practice thing. You can go to your friend and say, "Hey, you know, let's kind of practice. <laughs> let's have you know, let's talk, just because we can practice our conversation. You can almost be like funny. You know, you pick something to talk about." An excellent way to use conversations is to relate your wisdom and your reaction and your life experiences. Because when people see you being quote unquote vulnerable, it opens them up. And I've used this many, many times. You know, when you say something about how you feel or what you experienced, and then you say to the other person, well, this is how I felt and I experienced that. How? How did you feel when that happened? Or have you, have you felt that way? And if you and if you realize that something really impacted you, then you can say to someone, hey, you know, I've been thinking about this idea for a while. And, and, and this is what seems to me I mean, about this topic. Well, well, what do you think about it? Because people, no one wants to, no one wants to be told what to do. No one ever, no one wants to have confrontation. Don't, no one wants to fight. You can say your feelings, your thoughts, your, your experiences, and then be equally as interested in hearing their thoughts. If you're having a discussion, a debate, then that's when people don't want to do that. But conversations can be amazing. Uh, and, that, and that's what we're talking about. When we say the type of conversation that's good, this is what we're talking about. Now, well, when we say minimize, so what conversation are we not looking for? Right? It says minimize it. Well, we don't want to talk for no purpose. I'm not saying you're not going to get neurotic. But we do want to pay attention if we're just, you know, endless prattling. Because often bad things come from that. It's not just, as they say in kosher, parv. You know, people get insulted. You know, you get into some negative discussion. And you know, just talking for no, if you're trying to connect with someone and you want to have a nice conversation to listen to that, but you got to ask yourself again, without getting neurotic, but is there a point to this conversation? Now, sometimes the point could mean we're at, we're, we're, we're connecting, but sometimes no one's connecting. It's just, it's just this endless prattle with, which is only have possibilities for, for negativity. And this is a struggle. This is probably one the, the one something that everyone struggles with, and and, and it's just part of like last week, well, the same way we struggle lifelong with being drowsy and how much sleep we get and all that. This is part of the, of that struggle as well, to 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 keep our our purposeless talking at a, at bay. So how do you deal with it? Let's say you're 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 in a situation, 
and uh, you see, this is not a this is this is a pretty pointless conversation. It's at best pointless, and it's headed in a uh, not a good spot. And, and the, this whole idea in the first is saying that if you don't minimize conversation, it will end up being not good. So the the, the simple thing to do is to have 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 in your repertoire have productive things that you could bring up. You know, you could say, you know what, if if you you know, you know, uh, I, I've really been thinking about this idea. What do you guys think about this? And you could turn a whole conversation around. You know, you know, I've been thinking about. You know, I saw this thing in the news. It talks about this, and like, you know, I, this is what I thought. Like, what do you guys think about that? I, again, don't pick the most sensitive, hot topic in the world. But and the truth is, you can, if it's actually a conversation. But very often, it, it's hard to do that. So I'm not recommending that you be your first one. Uh, I'm not saying you never could do it. But, um, but, but, but ha have lines, you know, sometimes it could be benign. If you're trying to just get out of a bad conversation, it could be about sports. I, I use sports a lot. I use sports lightly, especially if it bores the people who don't care about sports. You say, oh, by the way, what's, what's with the Yankees tonight? Hey, that's a, uh, now let's say you're stuck. You're stuck with someone and, 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 or people, and you don't see a way that you're going to be able to really shift the conversation. Sometimes you can do is you can say to someone, look, I'm happy to talk about nothing. <laughs> but I really, before we talk more, or, or can, can you just tell me what you think about this following thing? You know, tell me about the 10 major pleasures that you have in your life. That's a little bit intense. But, but, but sometimes that could be a way, with, even though you might not be able to steer the whole conversation, but at least to give something in there to have some benefit from it. And, and then, um, you know, it's never all or nothing. But there are times when you just can't manipulate anything. You can't get into words edwise. And you're like, this is not productive. It's, it's, it's at best not productive. Probably worse than that. You got to be able to have, and this takes, takes uh, effort and, and thought, to have graceful exit plans. Classic one is I have an appointment, <laughs> but, you know, but, but, but try to think about what you can naturally say. Everyone has different personality and things you could say, but it's okay to have graceful exit plans. It is okay. It is okay. And the more graceful, the better. There's actually a Jewish, this is not really done today. So people will probably think you're weird, but uh, in Jewish tradition, there was something called a ta'anit. Debor. Now a tinus, tinit means a fast. And people used to have days they wouldn't talk. It was it was a way to self-development and to grow. And people used to do it even just for an hour. Today I've heard people do it like an hour at a time or whatever. But but just to show you the appreciation, there is it really is something that that endless talking. Uh, especially with nothing productive, is really could really get you in big trouble. And is is so many relationships and so many jobs that have been messed up because of just endless talking and not wise talking. So how do you cut down on it? How do you cut down on it? Well, one thing is to be concise and you know to 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 be alert. Think about just be alert. Think about what you're talking about. 
How many dumb things have we said just because we didn't think about it? <laughs> Next thing, like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? Right? Be alert, be concise. The longer winded you are, then 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 you end up uh, saying things you don't want to say. Another thing is to practice framing. Think about what am I going to say? What do I want to say? And then how am I going to say it? Because very often you may decide not to say it, or you'll decide to say it a certain way, or you'll decide to say something else. And uh, this is the advantage of, of emails. The advantage of emails is that you do we sometimes we do take the time to read over and read over and read over what we're going to say. So that 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 is one advantage of, of of some of us. Now some social it's also easy just to write things very fast without thinking as well. And then it's worse because as opposed to if I say something and I say oops I'm sorry, with a text or an email they see it they see it until they delete it. And then how many times you situations have gotten 10 times worse because you keep looking at it and you keep looking at it and the 10th time and the 30th time and you, 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 uh, it's hard to forget it. Also, it's not clear what was meant. So this is clear why this is a way to wisdom because we are really to be a little bit, I'm not trying to be harsh on anyone because I think this is really as we're trying to say is anyone's bad and this language takes a lot of work. Um, but but we, we really are, in a certain sense, all narcissists in an envelope. Our, we're hardwired from the time we're babies. We're very focused on ourselves. It's a survival instinct. It's important. That's a part of who we are. And our nature is, is, is to sometimes just keep it all to ourselves. And, and, and we need to not be alone. And thank God for technology that has helped during COVID, but it's a challenge for COVID. And I think, I think many of us, as you know, I think as we creep out, uh, we have to, you know, remember, I think they really talked about this in school, how we, the teachers needed to expect children to not necessarily know how to properly socially interact after having such a long uh, uh, break from hanging out with, with, um, with friends. And the reality is human beings have so much wisdom. We have to believe people are good and people have what to offer. They have what to offer emotionally. They have what to offer academically and life experience. And yes, the older someone is, the more life experience they have to offer, even if they have much less uh, degrees in academic and all those kind of things. You know, older people do have what, and I'm, unfortunately, I, I believe that's not such a, uh, you know, the, the, um, Direction of society is usually, you know, newer is better. There are advantages. There are some things that newer is better, but life wisdom is not that way. Life wisdom is the older you are, the more wisdom you have. Um, and, you know, obviously there's, there's extreme situations where there's dysfunction. But as a rule, uh, time uh, really does give you a lot. So what's negative? What's the thing we really want to pay attention to? We really want to pay attention, as we talked about last week. We talked about last week. We talked about last week that how sleep can be an escape. Now, talking can also be an escape. Talking means that's why you can go back and forth on texting for an hour. Just trying to like, you know, you're just, now sometimes it's okay. Same way, you know, everything, most things are okay in moderation. Um, 
But if, if, if talking is in general, it's just an escape of reality, that's not the conversation that, that we're talking about. Useless talk is often silly. It can dumb your mind down. You know, it, it just, it's not sharpening anything. Think before we speak. And, you know, it's something to work on. Is just to try, try to, you know, try this. Just try it on people. Try, try, try talking to people. We want, just, uh, just to review, we want to be fascinated with other people. When we're fascinated, you'll become an excellent conversationalist. Talk to people in the office, talk to neighbors, even talk to strangers. Don't, don't do anything socially inappropriate. But to say hello to someone or you're standing next to someone in the store, it's not illegal to talk to someone. And then I say you have to do it every time. But it's okay. It's, uh, if you go to the south, actually, they, this is pretty common. In the northeast, it's not as done. But when you go to the south, People, everyone just strikes up conversations. And that's going to be a little annoying. You're not, you're not, you're not used to it. But my wife and I were in Savannah, Georgia, and we were walking around and like, everyone talks to you. Now, again, this obviously you want your privacy. You have to have that balance. But it's okay to talk to people. Human beings have wisdom. Get them to share it with you. Negative speech will make you into a negative person. Use speech wisely. It's one of the greatest gifts that we have. Have conversations, not confrontations. And confrontation, conversation is, 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 is a tool of creation. God put it in there. It pulls us out of isolation. It builds connections. It expands our world. Fulfilling our needs depends on how well we communicate those needs to others as well. So it's certainly a way to wisdom. And uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, have a great week. Ravi Chava and Mr. Shapiro. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.